and uh, he graciously said that he would do that, save me uh, quite a bit of driving and uh, back and forth to be here and then back for camp meeting on Sunday, so I uh, appreciate that very much. And a uh, couple other things I wanted to mention to you. Uh, I, I put on the bulletin board a thing from our camp evangelist. Uh, we usually uh, do not have any assignment given to us, uh, but David Smith, uh, who is our camp evangelist, uh, asked that uh, we prepare for services uh, with uh, him preaching uh, by reading the book of Mark. Now, if, if you want to read everything that he wrote, it's back there on a sheet, and he can explain to you why he's doing that. He would like for you to read Mark in one sitting, uh, to just sit down and read through the book of Mark. Um, he said you get the most out of it that way. So uh, if you can do that, that's fine. Uh, but uh, that is pinned up on the bulletin board back there uh, in the entrance. Also, uh, wanted to uh, call your attention to the uh, advocate that is laying back there. Uh, there was one mailed to the church, the junior church gets one. And then uh, I had mine laying, laying back there also uh, because uh, there is information in there that uh, you will find interesting and it helps you know what's going on in the Churches of Christ and Christian Union of which you are a part. Even if you're not a member of this church, uh, you are still involved in the things that are going on in the Churches of Christ and Christian Union. And a uh, couple things I want to draw your attention to, but I won't talk about them at, at length, and that is uh, uh, our general superintendent wrote an article about his father, uh, Delbert Holbrook, who passed away actually after the article was written. He was in critical condition, I believe, at the time the article was written. Uh, Delbert Holbrook uh, was a hero, was a, a, a person who had been a prisoner of war and uh, his son, who was our general superintendent uh, over the denomination, Dr. Mike Holbrook, did not know all that went on with his father until later on in his life uh, when his father was uh, able to share in school and things like that with the children there. So uh, those are there, and you can... You can pick it up and take it home, bring it back if you would, so somebody else can read it. There'll be two of them back there. So if you want to take a little time with it, I'm, I'm not a very fast reader myself. And so it, it, maybe you are. Maybe you can just whiz over it and have the whole thing. Uh, there will be uh, other information in there. Another thing that I thought you ought to know about is that uh, one of our members uh, who is uh, Vernon Stanforth, I say one of our members in the denomination, not at this local church, uh, but uh, 
His wife is actually one of our ordained ministers, Joy, and there's a picture of Joy standing with Vernon. Vernon uh, was promoted or voted into the, uh, I don't know if I'm saying it right either, either time, whether it was, uh, he was sworn in as the 80th president of the National Sheriff's Association. Now that's not, that's not the state, that is the National Sheriff's Association on Saturday, May the 8th at our Heritage Memorial Church in Washington Courthouse, Ohio. Uh, and I'm not sure if that is by appointment or how that is actually done. I read this, but I don't recall how that actually happened. Uh, but uh, it is quite an honor. Uh, Vernon Stanforth is at our events a lot of times and a uh, very humble man, a very uh, upstanding man. You know he has to have impeccable credentials to be put into that position. So there's a picture of him there and, uh, uh, and tells about how, what went on there. Uh, so there's also information there about our missionaries uh, and uh, you'll just find some interesting things in that advocate. And I'll lay this one back there. So the, there'll be a couple of them back there. And like I said, if you want to take it and read it, you can subscribe to it. But I'm not uh, actually promoting that this morning. Uh, but it doesn't cost very much. I think it's 12 bucks for a year. You get one every other month. And so... I, I think you would benefit from reading that. Also, <clears throat> um, I think I covered the bases because I told you what was on the bulletin board and uh, it's already been noted in the, in the bulletin that council schedule is there and uh, our officers in the church that were elected that uh, this is their first Sunday uh, that there's a little bit of change but not a whole lot so if you want to read that that is on the bulletin board also and so the scripture this morning that we're going to look at is found in the book of Proverbs and it's only one verse and uh, we're just going to we're going to think about what this verse says, and I, I paraphrased it. This is, this is a paraphrase by your pastor. And if you look at Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 34, and we'll stand together and read, read this together, and then uh, I will speak to you for a few moments, and we're going to have communion this morning at the close of the message. <clears throat> okay, the proverb is in the, in the old King James Version. It says, Righteousness exalteth a nation. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And I paraphrase that in my sermon title, Honoring God Elevates a Nation. I only paraphrase the first part of it. 
Honoring God elevates a nation. And so let's have a prayer and ask the Lord to help us as we consider this together this morning. Lord, we come to you, praise and thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for each one that's here this morning. Thank you, dear Lord, for your precious word to us. Lord, uh, as we said our pledges to the American flag, the Christian flag, and to the Bible, Lord, uh, we know how important these things are in our lives. And I pray you'll help us this morning, dear Lord, as we take a few moments, we think about the words of Proverbs and what they mean, that uh, we, will, we will have a fresh appreciation and a fresh uh, acknowledgement of what has gone into the United States of America. We ask, dear Lord, for your presence with us in this message. Speak to our hearts, and for all that you do, we certainly give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated for the message. Our, our United States of America was begun, of course, we think about the beginnings and folks, there, there is a lot of effort underway in our day. Who would have believed that there is so much effort to undermine the history of our United States of America. It is, it is so uh, momentous that you hardly can keep up with the news from day to day and you hardly know what some of the terminology and the dates and things like that that they come up with, what, what these things, where they came from, what they mean, and uh, we are we are talk we are told about things that we never heard of before that have been dreamed up or have been thought up. I guess is the correct way to say it by people in institutions of higher learning that are trying to redirect our thought process. Uh, we just had another holiday added uh, to the slate uh, and uh, you you say well we already have an Independence Day and now what is what is Juneteenth <laughs> why can't we say 19th instead of teenth um, and this this is brought up to us then as another holiday on the slate another day the post office is closed. <laughs> and the government offices are closed, uh, comes in such rapid uh, succession that uh, you hardly can grasp what is going on. And then with the, with the change uh, where there are several that now are involved in our government that uh, are our, they are enemies of democracy, they're enemies of our republic. Uh, they, they are 
they stand out as people who are in opposition to a lot that America stands for. Folks, uh, it is a great privilege that we have in this country to cast a ballot. And you wonder when people cast a ballot for people who are actually in opposition to our democratic republic. Uh, why would somebody vote for a person like that that is going to work against the actual uh, principles upon which our nation has been established? And we know there are a lot of reasons. Uh, some of the reasons are that uh, there are people that are uninformed and uh, they, they are people who are impressed with just listening to words. Uh, they don't know what somebody really stands for. They don't know really what their life is like. And so in, in this information age where it's so available, the information is so available there are, it's like people are, are drowning in information. There's so much of it that they don't even get a grasp on it. They don't even get, they don't even get the facts on what is happening. And then, of course, there's the confusion that is generated, that is promoted in many cases, where... Uh, what, what is true and what is not true? Uh, what, what is actually the facts and what are, what are actually falsehoods? Uh, it becomes such a, such a cloud of confusion. Some people just throw their hands up and say, uh, there's, there's no way. There's no way I can, I can understand it. There's no way that I can make an intelligent decision. Uh, when you think back about what our founding fathers went through to see that our independence was won, uh, I read some last week again about the troops under Washington, uh, the terrible state that they were in, uh, shoes that uh, were wore out, uh, that they were, their, the troops were barefoot, bleeding, bleeding feet. Uh, one writer talked about the bloody trail as, as they followed on, and, and General George Washington, our, our first president, uh, giving them, of course, at that time, he was General George Washington, he was inspiring them to keep on and to fight and to win. But if they were to come and look at our America today, you wonder if they would have persevered, if, if they would have said, it's worth this for us to do this, to fight for this country. But folks, remember, America has been blessed by God. America 
has been in many ways blessed and honored by God. And as a country, America has done wonderful things in working toward the health of individuals and sharing the goodness of our land with countries that are less fortunate. Think about the, the darkness. Think about the ignorance that is in some of the Muslim countries that all the, all the outside world as much as possible is shut off. I'm thinking about, especially about North Korea, thinking about Iran. I'm thinking about how they want to keep their people in, in darkness and they don't want them to know what's going on. And so they, they dominate, they, they rule by ignorance. And then there are others that uh, where there are militant powers that are in charge and funds that they have that are given to them are misused so that instead of going for the needs of the people and to feed and clothe and house those funds that they receive at the generous hands of others are used to build bombs, aren't they? And dig tunnels and do everything they can to destroy other people. So I'm, I'm not being specific in some of these instances for a reason and that is because I'm not trying to be political. What I want to do is be enlightening to say that these things are going on. But America has been a great nation. Now, you think about America and we sang America the Beautiful and I thought as we sang those lines this morning that one line especially gripped me. There were a couple of them, but one of them especially gripped me. Uh, Thine alabaster cities gleam undimmed by human tears. <laughs> Is that really true today? I think, about, I think about some of our big cities. I think about some that have been under siege as it were. Uh, for for weeks and months, I think I think about our capital, Washington D.C., and how uh, there's barbed wire up, as though we're our capital is under assault. Um, and I think about what I have, what has been reported on the news about San Francisco that businesses are leaving San Francisco because law has been passed that unless you commit a crime that is over like $990 or less than 1000 as long as it's not over $1,000, I will say, and that may not be exact to the penny, that uh, they're not going to prosecute. Uh, they're not going to press any charges on that. And so some of your stores that we have in our areas, uh, we think about Walgreens, CVS, 
a lot of these stores that have many lower priced items, not, not the big box stores where one item may cost a couple thousand dollars, but the, the stores that uh, have many low priced items, these stores are leaving there, they say, that they cannot stay in business there. Uh, where uh, somebody actually rode into one of these stores on a bicycle uh, with a basket and lo loaded up things in the basket because they knew nothing was going to happen to them. And so we hear about defunding the police and we, we know that there are people that cry out against this, but their voices are as though they were not heard. And so... Uh, crime is running rampant. Our own Columbus, Ohio, on track. We've had in Columbus, Ohio, over 100 murders already uh, at, at the halfway point, and they say the worst is yet to come. Uh, so uh, thine alabaster cities gleam undimmed by human tear. Those alabaster cities have been blackened by smoke and fires of revolt and by inaction of police. Uh, so there's a lot of bad news. There's a lot of bad news that goes on in the United States of America. But folks, the Bible is still true where it says that God... God, honoring God elevates a nation. Honoring God elevates a nation. And thank God that in a nation that is besieged, that is, that is under attack, as it were, by forces that would bring this nation down, there are people today that are wakening up to what is going on. And there's a great deal of fear by those who hold power that even the foggy brains of people who have not been informed are beginning to see the light of what is actually happening, that people that uh, are supposedly elevating or they're supposedly supporting uh, the lives of less fortunate are actually getting their fingers in the till and getting rich off of it, and the money's not trickling down in the organizations. Uh, they're left as they were penniless, while the upper crust is getting rich, and they don't care about the oppression. They don't care about the downtrodden. And so... Uh, we realize that there are people that are wakening up, and we thank God for that. And the voice of the gospel is still able to be broadcast out across our land. Uh, there are those that are standing for truth. Thank God for people that are standing for truth. Thank God for people like Franklin Graham, who is a national figure uh, actually international, uh, a man uh, who has been helpful 
on our mission fields has gone. Dr. Mary Hermes told me about Franklin Graham stopping by there when she was a nurse in Africa and uh, what, what a good man he is and how he made things available to our missionaries through his organization. So, thank God for people like Franklin Graham. Thank God for people who are standing up for what is right. There are a lot of them that are on the other side, I realize that. But folks, there are many good people that are in our Senate, in our House of Representatives, on the federal level, and they are standing for what is right. And I thank God for every one of them. <coughs> and so, while there are those that would trample underfoot all the good things about America, there are those that are standing for the right. We have gone through a time when our rights have been trampled with COVID fears. And, and it, was, it was drummed up and no, nobody wants to die. I understand that. But I do know Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death. But how quickly many of our rights were swept away from us. And it wasn't a matter of we could, not, we could not safely do things. It was a matter of religious oppression. And we know that <coughs> because businesses that had nothing to do with church were not restricted. But church was oppressed. people that wanted to worship God, people that wanted to congregate even in safe ways, wearing masks, uh, social distancing, and, and whatever. And we're not against being safe. We're not against trying to protect oneself. And we're not promoting that everybody needs to get a shot we're not promoting that. I will say praise the Lord with our Mount of Praise camp meeting. One of our prayers was that everyone would be kept safe. <clears throat> Some people wore masks, and that was perfectly okay. But for the most part, they didn't. And there were several hundred people in the auditorium, and the praises of God were raised, and the name of Christ was uplifted. And so, thank God for that. But last year, we couldn't be in that facility. Last year, for Mount of Praise camp meeting, we had to be in Washington Courthouse. And that's where we had our camp meeting because of the university, because of rules on university buildings. But we were back there this year, and thank God for his protection, and thank God that were able to be together and they actually passed the offering buckets. 
We haven't gone back to offering plates here, uh, but that will be coming, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, the plastic tubs were passed. <clears throat> I was an usher, a fill-in usher at one time. <coughs> I felt kind of foolish because uh, I was supposed to cover one section. Well, there was quite a few seats in there. They had the offering tubs up there at the front, and I thought, well, if I take part of them and I run out, it's going to be kind of embarrassing. So I guess I better just take the stack. So uh, not everybody was filling a seat. So some places you just handed the tub and they put the money in. Other places you passed it all the way down the row and the guy on the other side got it. So I had this big stack of tubs that was up higher than my head. <laughs> and as I walked along and I realized there wasn't any way I was going to use even half of these things. I said to him, looks like I'm a little over, overstocked here on tubs. Uh, but uh, we were back to normal in many ways on those things. And the teens of praise came in. They sat over on the side. And I know some of the kids gave you a preview last week, or a review, I should say, of what went on. And it was great. It was great to see the kids at the altar uh, praying and uh, people interacting and so forth. And there again, if they felt they needed a mask, that was fine. Uh, but many of them did not feel it was necessary. So we know that when this was going on, that there were many places that were left open, wide open, uh, without any restriction, but churches were restricted even to the point of closing. And if you have service, then we're going to come in, we're going to arrest you, uh, we're going to fine you $500 a day for every day you violate or more than that. And so we know that Satan has been on the move. But thank God, let's keep praying for America, for God to awaken America. Yes, there are some that are beyond those bounds of reason and will not listen. But there are many people in our country that are common sense people that understand and will, will do what is right. We know that when the revolution went on for independence, that uh, there were those in the church that were part of the militia. Uh, uh, John Peter Muschelenberg uh, in a sermon delivered to his Virginia congregation on January 21st, 1776. Uh, he preached verse by verse from Ecclesiastes 3, the passage which speaks of a season and a time to every purpose under heaven, arriving at verse 8, which declares that there is a time of war and a time of peace. This noted preacher then uh, 
said surely this was not a time of peace. This was the time of war, concluding with a prayer. And while standing in full view of the congregation, he removed his clerical robes to reveal that beneath them he, he was wearing the uniform of an officer in the Continental Army. He marched to the back of the church, ordered the drum to beat for recruits, and nearly 300 men joined him, becoming the 8th Virginia Brigade. And so this minister finished the revolution as a major general, having been at Valley Forge and having participated in the valleys in the battles of Brandywine, Germantown, uh, Stony Point, and Yorktown. Another minister leader in the revolution was Reverend James Caldwell. His actions during one of the battles inspired a painting showing him standing with a stack of hymn books in his arms while engaged in the midst of a fierce battle against the British outside a battered Presbyterian church. During the battle, the Americans had developed a serious problem. They had run out of wadding for their guns, which was just as serious as having no ammunition. You cannot put the powder in without the wadding, and so you had to have the paper wadding. Uh, Reverend Caldwell recognized the perfect solution. He ran inside the church and returned with a stack of Isaac Watts hymnals, one of the strongest doctrinal hymnals of the Christian faith. Uh, Isaac Watts is uh, known for such songs as, Oh God, Our Help in Ages Past, Joy to the World, uh, Jesus Shall Reign, and several other classic hymns. Distributing the Watts hymnals among the soldiers served two purposes. First, its pages would provide the needed wadding. Second, the use of the hymnal carried a symbolic message. Reverend Caldwell took that hymn book, the source of great doctrine and spiritual truth, raised it in the air and shouted to the American, Give them watts, boys. <laughs> Give them watts, boys. <laughs> so, but we know that there's, a, there's definitely been the effort to overpower the Bill of Rights that we as Americans are certainly uh, to live in accordance with um, Amendment 1. You remember it. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of spe speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. And it does say peaceably assemble. And so uh, where though there are those that said in the, uh, with medical uh, rules that they were able to restrict, I thank God that when the Supreme Court heard some of these cases that those things were shown to be illegal, that they did not stand up uh, 
to what the law actually had mandated. The second amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Boy, that's been a pain to many of them that have tried to overthrow that. I looked at the fourth one, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. We know that's another rule that has been grievously violated. But I thank God for good people, and you hear about them from time to time, that stand up against the forces that would tear down the basis of our government, the Constitution, that would stand against that which gives us security in our United States of America. And so, God honoring elevates a nation. And we have many people that do honor God and are looking for do, to do things that are right, that are looking for things to be done in a lawful and correct way in our nation. So, yes, a lot of things wrong, but folks, there's a lot of things that are right. And it is, it is something that is winnable if we pray, we persevere, we stand up against the forces that would tear down our country. And if we pray, uh, there are many things we can say against those that are what we consider in opposition to the law and so forth. But the best thing we can do is pray and cast our ballot and let our representatives know where we're at and where we stand. And isn't it amazing? <clears throat> this is a whole other subject, so I'm not going to go very far with it. How the big sports venues, uh, the thinking about baseball, football, some of them, uh, because they have the money and the power, uh, how they come out with some of the most outlandish things and they think that people will go along with it. But I believe there's a time uh, when sports are going in the wrong direction to let them know they're not going to get our money, that they're not, they're not going to have, not going to have our greenbacks to help them. And certainly there's a time to say we can do other things uh, we can take another direction, we can take another course, and it'll be for the good of our nation. So, God, honoring God elevates a nation, and yes, we know a lot of people have lost their minds when it comes to morals and when it comes to right and wrong, but we know what the Word says, and we can stand for what's right, 
and we can do what's right, and God can help us. And trusting his grace and his love, we will do that. Josiah, do you want to say something to the downstairs about coming up, and we'll, do, we'll have communion? <clears throat> America is in my prayers, I'll say almost every day, that God will bless those that are standing for truth and righteousness, that God will help our nation, that God will, that God will stand against the forces of darkness. May God help us. So, as we come to this part of our service this morning, we like to give an opportunity before we partake of communion that if there's anybody that would like to pray, we give you an opportunity. And we usually read the scripture to you out of 1 Corinthians where Paul said that he received of the Lord what went on uh, that day when the Lord had given thanks and took the the, uh, elements of communion and distributed them to the disciples. Uh, He said, as often as you eat this bread, drink this cup, you show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. And we always want to make sure that we are are right with the Lord, that we're not living lives that are displeasing to Him. But let a man or a person examine themselves, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And so he says, if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. So I'm going to invite you, if you want to come and have a prayer before we serve communion, that you do that. We had the verse in our Sunday school lesson this morning, and you don't have to kneel at the altar. You can welcome sit on the front seat, however you want to do. <clears throat> that says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us or purify us from all unrighteousness. He's certainly able to do that. And I appreciate the things, you know, there's sometimes things that, we're just not sure of in our lives. It doesn't mean we've gone out on a drunk or anything like that, but maybe just some question marks. And so to bring it to the Lord, ask for his forgiveness. Ask, and that's what the Lord's prayer that he taught to his disciples actually says. Uh, pray, pray, forgive us this day. And so it's not unscriptural to pray that God will search our hearts. And the psalmist said, search me, know my thoughts, try my heart. So let's bow before him this morning and ask for the Lord to hear our prayer and to help us to be the people he wants us to be. Lord, we thank you for this people. We thank you, dear Lord, for tender hearts that look for God's will to be done, that look for God's way in their life. And Lord, for those that are careful to say there might be something that 
is not right in my life. There might be something, and I do not want to, I do not want to trespass. I do not want to tread on something that should be forgiven. I'm not going, I'm not going to push through that, but I'm going to ask the Lord to forgive it. I'm going to ask the Lord to come in a special way and to hear my prayer this morning. Lord, thank you that you died on the cross for our sins. <clears throat> thank you that there is redemption and love and mercy that is available through Jesus Christ. Lord, hear prayer this morning, I pray. And Lord, wherever there is a question mark, wherever there's something that needs to be resolved between the soul and the Savior, I pray this morning, dear Lord, that there'll be a complete, a complete uh, re resolution, that there'll be a complete cleansing, that Lord Jesus, our hearts can be free of any condemnation between our soul and the Savior. Hear prayer, dear Lord, as these lift their petitions to you this morning. And Lord, search our hearts, those that have not come to pray this morning at the altar, search our hearts and help us, dear Lord, as we come to this time to realize that this is one of the, one of the special things that we do as Christians where we're actually partaking of that which, which says I am a participant in the sacrifice of Jesus. I, I am one who has acknowledged that Christ's death was for me and I am one who am a partaker, a participant and saying that Jesus is my Savior and His blood covers my sin and His broken body was broken for my redemption and He is my Savior this morning. Lord, help us as we think about this to rejoice in You and to praise You for what You have done and for what has been made available to us. Continue Your presence with us in this service this morning, we pray these favors in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now at this time, Reverend Young will come, if he would, and help me. And we will, we will offer you the communion cup. <clears throat> 